Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 66 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I am your host, the Raspberries, with my co-host, the Buck Grundle, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the internet. Buck, you uh, you sent me some stuff this week, and um, I, I and I hate you. Because there's there's words that I'm not going to be able to pronounce again. Uh, I, I swear to God, you just look around for shit like that. Actually, you know, you were you were on the phone with me briefly during my uh, my article hunting, you know, endeavors last night, and you know, as you could, you know, I don't like read them over, but I definitely give them like a cursory glance. I look at the headline, try to dissect it. So yeah. There, there should be quite a few things that you should have some, uh, some, some tongue, tongue troubles with. Yeah, I need a, I need a good Robin Quivers or something to read my shit for me because this, this is just too much. But let's start out with the Miami Herald. A Keys man stole a miniature goat. The owner says Billy the Kidder came home drunk. Billy the Kidder is a miniature goat who lives in the Florida Keys. He isn't used to excitement. His interests include mowing yards and enjoying air conditioning. But on Thursday, the four-year-old goat, who stands about knee-high, went on an adventure. A Keys man stole Billy from a women's yard and took him for a spin around Big Pine Key. At 5.12 p.m., the Murrow County Sheriff's Office received a report of a man passed out next to his bicycle with a goat along for the ride. I started laughing when they called me, uh, said Deputy Tom Fickle a 28-year veteran of the sheriff's office. He had to do a double check when he heard it. Uh, Fickle arrived at the Tom Thumb uh, convenience store on the overseas highway to find a small goat tethered to a bike. But where next to... But but, both were next to a man sleeping in the grass. He is one of the local homeless drunks. (laughs) No arrests were made, but the owner, Cindy Cody, didn't want to press charges. She just wanted her goat back which she got two weeks ago. She likes to call him Billy Bob Thornton. (laughs) Monroe County Fire Rescue also went to the scene, but said the man refused additional services. Uh, The sheriff's office released the man. Fickle said he watched the goat theft suspect uh, take off on a bicycle. uh, The goat's owner's friend brought Billy home to enjoy his grass uh, and AC again. Cody, a six, at 62, a regular vendor at the local flea market, knows the man who took Billy. She has hired him to do odd jobs around the home for 10 years. Fickle said the man didn't appear intoxicated, only sleeping. But Cody said there is more to the story. She says Billy came home drunk. His eyes were dilated yesterday. I don't think... Uh, they did not look normal at all. Cody made some phone calls Thursday and was told the goat uh, was used by several men as a prop for panhandling. Billy was gone from 11.45 a.m. until 6 p.m. There, they were all over town with the goat and made a crap load of money off the goat. She took a photo of Billy sprawled out on the floor. He's trying to make ground still because he's drunk. He was a little drunk, said Scott McGrady, a friend of, who volunteered to go looking for him when Cody called. A little tipsy. They, they had been giving him beer. McGrody picked up the goat, which is small enough to cradle in his arms, and placed him in his van for the ride home. Billy was looking for a good Friday. 
<laughs> Cody said he wasn't upset about the pet theft, especially since Billy was back home safe at home. It's just a normal day. <laughs> wow, man. Wow. What a, what a nice little goat adventure. <laughs> Get you know? the goat truck. Yeah, man. Living it up with livestock. You know? Okay. That's, that's uh... That's, that's, no. <laughs> Come on. That was still, that was pretty good. Come on. I, I didn't push the button. Come on. I didn't push the button. I don't care if you... Okay. All right. I was going to say, man, don't be a nanny. Okay, now I'm pushing the button. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. then I can push the button. Uh, so who are we scoring man, on? But... This? The, the drunk, the goat's owner, or the goat? All right. I'm going to give... I'm going to give the overall... I'm going to give... I'm going to give the drunk... The, the foul on the play here because he was the actual like perpetrator of liability here and uh, everybody seems to have walked away from it having a good time you know even though yeah just including a the bunch goat. of kidding, kidding yeah just a bunch of kidding around but um no the, the, the fact of the matter is here is that although it was it was really a benign act so to speak at least that's what it appears to be the fact of the matter is you don't give booze to animals like that that's kind of cruel in in my opinion it's just that that animal doesn't know what what it's walking into you know when you when 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 an adult human being picks up a beer and starts drinking they know that you know the light at the end of the tunnel is not going to be a very like bright light it's just going to be foggy you know they know they know what they're walking into but a goat like come on man that's a, that's that's a poor defenseless little creature. Like, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever. But you're having, you're not having fun with it. You're having fun at the expense of it, and that's why I'm going to go ahead and give it a two. So I'm looking at this from a couple different perspectives, um, the, not the least of which being the fact that they could have seriously injured and killed this animal that was someone's pet. It wasn't though. It was just, you know, some nasty fucking junk junkyard dog that you know had done them wrong in some way this is they stole someone's pet and they you know gave it poison for because you know it, it, that's what alcohol is it's a poison we just have an effect for it we tend to like but for animals you know the, the same things that we enjoy like chocolate for example to a dog can be very dangerous so i i do see that as an animal cruelty and while it is amusing, and I did laugh throughout the story of the idea of some homeless guy, you know, <laughs> bumbling through town with a goat under his arm, uh, the imagery is somewhat amusing. I will give it a two because there was possible possibility of some harm being there. Yeah, but harm, but no malice. I I, I have to agree with your with your with your commentary on that one. I I, you know. Animal cruelty kind of sums up. You don't give booze to animals, like think they a very eloquent way of summing it all up. So yeah, overall score of a two. What do we got next? Well, what do we, we got? What do we got? What do we got? We got a story from NPR. Um, the, the inmates weren't told they were given an anti-parasite drug instead of COVID nineteen meds, and, and this is one of those ones. It's you've heard about this thing like all over the internet lately about this uh, this horse drug 
Um, and I can't, I don't even know how to say the word. So we're going to, we're going to ask Google right now. It's like, how do I, how do I pronounce this? Ivermectin. Ivermectin. Aha. See, we beat Buck to the punch. Uh, several inmates at the Northwest Arkansas jail said they weren't told a medication they were given to treat COVID-19 was actually an anti-parasite drug that the federal health officials have warned should not be used to treat the coronavirus. Three inmates at the Washington County Jail told the Associated Press they didn't know they were giving ivermectin until, it, uh, until it, its use at the facility was revealed last week. The American Civil Liberties Union of Arkansas, which on Wednesday repeated its call for the practice to end, said it also heard similar complaints from inmates. Inmates' uh, comments contradicted assertions by the sheriff and jail's physician that the use of the drug was voluntary. The drug's use at the jail was prompted an investigation by the state medical board. They were pretty. They were pretty much testing us in here, and they were, uh, and all they were doing, seeing if they would work. These are quotes. <laughs> uh, Evans, an inmate, said he was given the drug for two weeks after he tested positive for COVID-19. The Food and Drug Administration approved ivermectin for use uh, by people and animals for some parasitic worms and for head lice and skin conditions. The FDA has not approved its use in treating or preventing COVID-19 in humans. The drug's manufacturer, Merrick, said in February that it found no evidence that ivermectin is an effective treatment for patients with COVID-19. The American Medical Association, the American Pharmacists Association, and the American Society for Health System Pharmacists on Wednesday called for an immediate end to prescribing and using the drug to treat coronavirus outside of clinical trials. Washington County Sheriff Tim Helder, a spokesperson for his office, and the jail physician, Dr. Rob Karras, did not respond to calls or emails on Wednesday. Karras last week released a lengthy statement defending the use of ivermectin, saying that he had been prescribing the drug to inmates and patients at his clinics since last year. Edric Florel Wooten, an inmate who had been given ivermectin at the jail after he had tested positive on January, I'm sorry, August 21st. I asked what they are, and they'd tell me vitamins. Uh, with me being sick and all of us being sick, we thought they were trying to help us. I never thought they would be doing something this shady. Wooten said he refused to take the drug last week after seeing a news article about ivermectin being prescribed to inmates. Asked whether he had been uh, would be taking the drug, they told him at the outset it was ivermectin. He responded, no, I'm not livestock, I'm a human. The ACLU also has heard from several inmates that they've been told the drug was vitamins or steroids. In a letter to Helder on Wednesday, the ACLU said some inmates also pre uh, prepared to file a lawsuit to halt the, uh, the drug from being prescribed. The group said it was unconscionable that inmates weren't informed they were being given the drug. Uh, they have the right to know what they're being given, uh, said the ACLU Executive Director Holly Dickinson. Uh, this is not, uh, there is not a right that they forgo by virtue of being locked up. Before the jail's ivermectin use was revealed, the state medical board told Karras last month that it received two complaints against him over the, past, uh, over the post on his clinic's Facebook page where he said he didn't believe face masks decreased the spread of the virus, according to documents released under a Freedom of Information Act request. Karras told the board in a written response last week that his opinions were based on his 20 years plus of experience and review of literature throughout the years. Pharmacy prescriptions for ivermectin have jumped nationwide this summer, and health officials in Arkansas and other states have issued warnings that after seeing a spike in poison control centers, calls about people taking the animal form of the drug to treat COVID-19. 
The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention last week sent an alert that the, the trend about the trend to doctors. The CDC said there is no good evidence ivermectin is effective at preventing or treating COVID-19 and that the government has not authorized it to be used against the coronavirus. Despite warnings, Republican law favors in Arkansas and other states have touted the drug as a potential treatment for COVID-19. Dr. Jose Romero from Arkansas's uh, Secretary of Health wouldn't say whether he thought it was appropriate for inmates to be prescribed ivermectin, but said that any drug off-label would require an agreement between the physician and the patient. I don't know what agreement has been made, Romero told reporters at a news conference last week. Romero said the Arkansas Department of Health doesn't endorse its use for COVID-19. Woo, there's a lot to dissect there. So Yeah, there, there, woo. So let's go into a couple things with that. Ivermectin is a drug that is used for horses, for parasites. It can also be prescribed to human beings. It's in a different dosage, in a different form. It's not exactly the same. That is the big thing. Everyone's like, oh, they're taking horse medication. For the, when they're prescribed by a doctor, it's not the same thing. It's not the horse medication. But there are people going out there that are going to, oh, I don't know, Tractor Supply, and buying it because you can buy it for your animals and then trying to take it themselves. It's not working well, folks. And guess what? Ivermectin is for parasites. It has nothing to do with viruses. Um, I'm not going to try to out-doctor a doctor, but when the vast majority of all doctors say, uh, you're an idiot, you probably are. Yeah. Now let's, yeah, I would have to agree with that. Now let's go into the aspect of experimentation on inmates. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> mhm. Let's go ahead. Let's go go ahead and give me your thoughts on that little tidbit there, Raz. Well, here's the thing. Ah, so people that are against the Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson and Johnson vaccine are saying that it wasn't FDA approved. So we are essentially doing a large-scale trial and experimenting on people by giving them this vaccine. So your whole argument is it's not FDA approved and we're experimenting. So you're going to take this drug over here that's not FDA approved and you're going to experiment on people. Great freaking job being hypocrites. Not only are you wrong, but you're you're a hypocrite. Let's let's not mention the uh, the moral and ethical lines. No, no. Let's mention them. Let's and, mention them. Let's mention them but, in detail. Uh, I, I was like, I, I meant, I meant facetiously. Let's not fail. Let's not fail to mention the complete and abysmal disregard for ethics and morals when it comes to this. You know, people, people who break the law and go to jail. That's. That's the end of the fucking road, people. Did you ever? That is it. Did you ever co-sign a grievance? When we, when you were working in a prison system, did you ever co-sign a grievance for an inmate? No. I did. I absolutely did. I gave a statement for the inmate. Care to know why? Oh. Oh, I think I do recall this, but go ahead, refresh my memory. It was on housing unit, housing unit 2B, and the nursing staff was giving an inmate a whole freaking cocktail of drugs. And he was asking what they were because they did not look like the ones he normally took. And she, I remember this. And she would mm-hmm. not tell him. 
And he's like, I'm not taking them. And she threatened to write him up. And I said, the hell you will. <laughs> I remember that. As a matter of fact, I think I was your unit officer that day. It's, it's possible. It's possible. Because um, they didn't allow us to work together very often. But uh, no, they have an absolute right to know what they're being given. Now, there's certain cases where you know they can be ordered to take certain things um, because of whatever been adjudicated in court and this was not one of those cases and even if it is they still have a right to know what's in it but uh your what 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 am i taking your court ordered this this and this your but you, you started off with your court ordered that way you know they really can't like oh. you know have the uh, refusal the, win the, in their sale in this scenario but you have to tell in, them in this scenario you have to tell, it's like if it's it was not court ordered, and right. No, I'm just saying, and, 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 and they and, they and, yeah they changed out the drugs because they were constantly looking for a cheaper alternative. And I still contend to this day that she screwed up and gave him the wrong meds, and he caught it. And thankfully, he caught it and said something. Not the the nurse. And, and, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna shit on nurses a little bit here. So there's, there's different tiers of nurses. There's the nurses that work in hospitals. There's the nurses that work in nursing homes. And once you've burnt all those bridges, those nurses go to work in jails. <laughs> it's just a reality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. But either way, you know, doing, doing mass experimentation, uh, you know, medical experiments on inmates without fucking telling them. You know, I guarantee I that's uh, without without you know just reading one article, not doing any more research than that. If I had to venture a guess, I would say this doctor is probably like wants to treat them with this and then write a paper saying, "Look how well it worked." Right. Right. It, either way, I mean, like once you go to jail, that is your punishment. You're not a guinea pig. You're not somebody's slave labor. That's that's not how this that's not how it works anymore. Okay, you know we we did this thing over the over the past century called prison reform, and now you know inmates inmates are people and they they have rights. Okay, so whatever treatment that you have that goes past keeping them physically confined in an institution, uh, you're kind of treading a line and just arbitrarily. Like switching up meds, not telling anybody, that's a four. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm actually. To me, that's. I'm, I am right there with you. Uh, I think this doctor. Um, I don't know if he can hold the doctor to blame. I mean, yes, he should have had an agreement in writing with the inmates that they are taking a non-FDA approved drug for that treatment. So that that's ranks pretty damn high. And there should definitely be an investigation into his licensure. Um, but the, the doctor's not the one handing out the meds. That is medical staff or uh, corrections officers that are trained to do so. And them, that is an absolute, at least a four. If anybody was actually hurt, I would say a five. Um, but yeah, this is this is pretty goddamn high. Yeah, at at the surface, I think four is fair since we don't know if there was any injuries or deaths. 
if that that would have escalated it to an immediate five but it, it with the information provided of four is where we'll where, where we will stay well our next story comes from nbc news <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting back to humor buck peppa pig trolls kanye west on twitter over moody blah 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 mediocre <laughs> pitchfork review <laughs> It's your fault, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I got you. Peppa Pig, the I an- got you good. Peppa Pig, the anthropomorphic cartoon piglet who stars on a British series adored by preschoolers, typically spends her days jumping in muddy puddles and playing with her teddy bear. But on Wednesday, Peppa took a break from her hobbies and eventually decided to roast Kanye West on the internet. In a tweet on Wednesday, which has since been deleted, uh, to be clear, the show's official Twitter account trolled the hip-hop artist because his latest re- record, Donda, landed a 6.0 rating on the music publication Pitchfork. Peppa's Adventures, the album, in contrast, earned a respectable 6.5. <laughs> Peppa didn't need to... <laughs> need need to... <laughs> Peppa didn't need to host listening parties in Mercedes-Benz Stadium to get a .5, the tweet said, referring to West's listening event at the football stadium in Atlanta this July. He then... Uh, oh, oh. What the heck are you... You, haven't, you all right over there? <laughs> oh, man. I just love the fact that Kanye West is getting served by a cartoon pig. Oh. He then lived inside the stadium while he worked on the complete Donda, his 10th studio album. The text was accompanied by a pair of emojis, a dropped microphone, and a big pig snout, (laughs) as well as a side-by-side picture of the Pitchfork reviews, according to people who shared the screenshots of the tweet before it was deleted. (laughs) Donda, the 27-track album, received mixed reviews upon its release on August 29th. Peppa's Adventures, the album, which features songs such as Birdie Birdie Wolf Wolf and Bing Bong Champion, dropped on July 30th. (laughs) Birdie Birdie Wolf Wolf. Birdie Birdie Wolf Wolf. (laughs) I'm I'm really disappointed they backtracked and took it down. You know? (laughs) I'm really disappointed by that. They should have stuck to their guns and continued to roast Kanye. <laughs> they probably got like 15 season and desist orders. Probably. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. <laughs> is there a liability here? I don't think there is. No. No. No, no, no. That, this, 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 we'll, we'll classify this as a hall pass. Like, this is as a like Kanye West in my opinion does a lot of things that makes him a social liability in a lot of instances I'm not going to like give him the title but he does a lot of publicly you know socially liable things and so I think this is just a very good way of taking him down a few pegs at least half a point and also no no publicity is bad publicity so I guarantee you both albums then got some some listens just so people could hear it and find out what the train wreck was all about. Dude, Birdie Birdie Wolf Wolf sounds like a fat track, man. I want to hear Kanye do a cover of Birdie Birdie Wolf Wolf. 
I'll tell you what. That would be an absolute PR, like, nuclear bomb in a good way. Like, if he were to just take that and be like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right let's do this, all right. <laughs> all right, yeah, okay. But, but no, he's probably just sitting up there trying to find Kim Finder, help, trying to help Kim find her $75,000 earrings that she wore into the ocean. Did, did that happen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, $75,000 pair of diamond earrings. I lost my earrings. I, I don't know exactly the, the whole story behind of it, but, but that I just remember seeing it somewhere on YouTube. But either way, you know, no 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 flag on the play in my opinion. Good job, Peppa Pig. I'm going to give you a thumbs up on that one. Good job, Peppa Pig. All right, Buck, we are back for this second half of episode 66 of the Social Liability Podcast. And we're going to move right into, <laughs> um, this is being reported by Local 10 News. Woman arrested for allegedly trying to set BSO vehicle on fire with deputies sitting inside. And this is one smug looking bitch. Let me tell you. <laughs> she looks like, yeah, I did it. And I'm doing it again. <laughs> Broward. Got like four X. She's got like four extra middle fingers in each pocket. Like, she don't give a fuck. No. In Broward County, Florida, authorities in Broward County announced the arrest of a woman who they said attempted to set a deputy's vehicle on fire. The deputy who was inside the vehicle at the time was unharmed. According to the Broward County Sheriff's Office, 25-year-old Tony Carr was arrested on Saturday afternoon. BSO said the deputy was sitting in her marked vehicle, stopped at the intersection of Northwest 27th Avenue and West Sunrise Boulevard when Carr walked up. Carr then began to bang on the vehicle's window and broke off the, vehicle, the driver's side mirror before walking to the back of the car, opening the gas tank, ripping off the gas cap, and stuffing papers inside. Holy crap. Using a lighter, the car then set a lottery ticket on fire per the release. The deputy got out of the vehicle and told Carr to get on the ground, and she was arrested after other deputies arrived to help take her into custody. Carr is facing charges of aggravated assault on a law enforcement officer, attempted arson, criminal mischief, and a felony charge of violation of probation. Do you think this chick was just trying to go back to jail? Perhaps. Uh, perhaps. I can't, I can't, I, you know what though, look at that mugshot, man, like, I'm telling you, that very well could, like, this is the look of a person who literally just gave the fuck up, like, something happened, there was a catalyst here, and she, and, and the internal monologue went something like, if I'm going back, they're gonna fucking earn it, and she just went for gold. Like, boom. She's like, you know what? If I'm going down, I'm putting it on red, and I'm spinning the fucking wheel. Bam! Molotov cocktail. <laughs> That's it. See, you know, normally with these stories, I look for a mental health aspect that could have been the issue. But when I look at that fucking picture, she's like, bitch, I know what I did, and I did it on purpose, and I'm going to do it again. <laughs> I don't know if it says I'll do it again, but it definitely says, yep, that was me. Like, you know, yeah, that's it's like a that guy gets happen. caught cheating. 
Guy, guy who gets caught cheating with his secretary. It's like it's called a blowjob, honey, and I won't apologize for it. That's the look. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's the look. That's the same look. Like if I got caught with my, with literally with my pants down, and I had to give an explanation over a situation. The only time I would make that face is while saying it's called a blowjob and I won't apologize for it. <laughs> like whatever it is, her whatever her crime is, she's looking at that camera going, it's called Molotov cocktails and I am not fucking sorry. <laughs> like we got it. So, um looking at the score on this, nobody was actually hurt. But there certainly was a potential, and there certainly was uh, intent. I'm going a four. I'm going to go down to a three. I mean, yeah. Well, you're entitled to your opinion. Buck, you are entitled to your opinion, even when it's wrong. It's called a blowjob, and I won't apologize for it. Yeah, we've heard you say it four times (laughs) now. We got you. (laughs) <laughs> and I still haven't apologized. Still haven't apologized. Well, our next story comes out of Florida today. Melbourne uh, barbershop owner shoots and wounds masked gunman. I don't see a problem here. A Melbourne <laughs> uh, barbershop owner shot and wounded a masked gunman who entered the shop Saturday afternoon and pointed a firearm at several people. The shooting occurred at 3.25 p.m. Saturday at New York Hair Barber Shop, which is located in a strip mall on Florida Avenue, just west of Babcock Street. Uh, the gunman, who police identified as Palm Bay resident uh, Marlon uh, Masco, yeah, sure, 24, was shot in the hip. He was disarmed and apprehended at the scene by patrons and employees and is being treated at the Holmes Regional Medical Center in Melbourne. Investigators revealed that it was not related to a robbery. It was actually related to a prior haircut transaction he was unhappy with. Or an interaction inside the business. This dude went to shoot the barber over a haircut. Well, I mean, you know what, though? I mean, of all the reasons to shoot a barber, a haircut is a very justifiable reason considering the man's occupation. You're an idiot. <laughs> There's very few justifiable reasons to shoot somebody. A haircut is not one of them. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not saying that he was justified. I'm just saying that, like, you know, going to a barber for a bad haircut gripe, that's that's understandable. Shooting him, eh, perhaps that's a little above bar. Getting you your, know, according getting, to the BBB, in my opinion. Getting your ass like, shot because you're a maybe, fool? Always a good decision. Always a good wow. decision. So, um, we're getting a lot of high numbers this week, Buck. Um, this guy went there with an in- and pointed a loaded firearm at people. What are you going to give it? Oh, but going there pointing a loaded firearm at people? That's, that's to me, that's a five, man. That's, that is one of the most despicable things that you can do in the, you know collateral damage and tangible damage of doing that is just off the freaking charts. You know? I mean, like, I mean, you, you start, the second 
anybody starts just going and brandishing a firearm, you've now got people that are going to start poking at the left, poking at the right, making all sorts of politics, gun control, fucking mental health gets thrown in there too, sprinkling a few daddy issues. You know, I mean, like, I'm telling you, guns, guns and violence, especially in this in this kind of, of you know... Environment. That's yeah. Environment. That's that to me is a five. Yeah. Uh, You don't pull a firearm unless you have intent to use it. That's always been my opinion. That's what I. That's what I've taught. And uh, this guy pulled a firearm, so he better had an intent to use it. So someone shooting his ass. (laughs) The only thing I question is why the hell don't you shoot him in the hip? (laughs) Your aim sucks. Time to go to the range, folks. But. I'm glad that somebody else was there armed and able to take care of the situation. But I'm giving it a five as well. Me too. I'm giving it a five. And in popular pop culture reference, only two can keep a secret if one of them is dead. Shooting somebody in the hip, not the best way to de-escalate a situation if you don't want it to be like a problem later. Just saying. This is very true. Our next story is coming from foxnews.com. Georgia man steals mortuary van. Dead body rolls out ahead of police chase. Okay. (laughs) A dead body rolled out of a stolen mortuary van as an Atlanta man sped away from a crematory parking lot on Wednesday and led police on a chase through Georgia. Uh, Kijan Griffin, 23, remains on the loose and is wanted for several felonies. When Griffin stole the mortuary van to escape pursuing police, a body on a gurney rolled out of the back hatch and onto the parking lot where it came to rest. Personnel on site were able to safely secure the body. Stan Henderson, the owner of the van and Stan Henderson and Sons Mortuary in Stockbridge, told Atlanta 5 that it's ridiculous the dead can't even rest. Uh, Police chased Griffin from the city to uh, Conyers in Delakeb County, where the van came, became disabled after striking multiple vehicles and blowing a tire. The suspect then fled the van and ran into the nearby wood line. Uh, police searched the area but were unable to locate Griffin. Authorities are asking any information about Griffin's location to contact police. Wow. <laughs> what you think, Buck? I think I... I think there's a lot of flaws in this in this man's personal escape plan and you know perhaps Pierce, No, per, no, perhaps there was there was there was no flaws. Place. He made it. He he escaped. You can't call it a successful eluding police as being a failure. I thought he got caught. No, he got away. That's why they're asking for people you do you even listen when I read these? Mostly. Police chase Griffin. I may have lost a little bit. The suspect then fled the no. van and ran into the nearby wood line. Police searched the area but were oh, able, no, unable no, to locate yeah, Griffin. Yeah, yeah. Authorities have asked anyone the information about Griffin's location to contact police. No, 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 no. I'm talking about I'm talking about the vehicle part of it, man. Like he could have got away with the car, like the whole fucking gamut, had he not prematurely deployed the dead body. Oh. That's that's where this is going, like. That, that that was the flaw in the plan. Like, I'm sorry, man. You caught me off guard. It's like, yes, I, I mostly pay attention. Like, I got to the part where he got away, but I'm like, 
how did he get away with the vehicle? Like, that didn't happen. <laughs> but no, I- I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. So, no, completely little, little misunderstanding there. Ah, man. You talk now. Me talk now. You flustered. You, you, yeah, you've gotten me good and flustered. I don't even remember where my train of thought was, man. I can't, I can't organize my thoughts. You just, I need you to put me back on track. So you, you start commenting, and I'll, I'll riff off of you. Can, can you, can you imagine that if the body hadn't fallen out right away, but rather it was into the police chase when it happened, and, and then the police are chasing, right. and all of a sudden there's a body just, <laughs> <laughs> right. So he prematurely deployed the fucking dummy. Like, that's what happened. Did, did, did I send... I, I saw a video on the internet, and I'm sure if you if you just do a quick search for it, you'll find it. Um, I'm not sure if I sent it to you or not, though. It was of a, uh, a family had not paid the mortuary uh, or, or the funeral home for the their fee prior to the funeral. And all you see is... <laughs> Dude, ripping, oh, yeah. ripping this corpse out of a coffin and throwing it at a car. <laughs> that was like, wow. Talk about some of the most, tra- like, imagine how traumatizing that would be. Dude, I was laying on the couch. Like, I was laying on the couch bit. watching it, and I, I, I was at night, and I just went, holy shit! <laughs> and the wife was like, What? And I had to start sending it to people. Like, look at this insanity. Uh, but can, can you imagine the, the police dash cam footage <laughs> of a corpse flying out of the back of a van? <laughs> you know, I, I, I... So, traumatizing for the family, yes. Traumatizing for the body, no, he's already dead. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean... I, I People that get all upset. Well, the cemetery hasn't, you know, taken care of Uncle Roy's headstone for the last 115 years. Or uncle. Well, great, great, great uncle. So you never met this cat, right? Well, no. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, we actually covered it once on a, on an earlier episode of what exactly... Not exactly, but we covered the the uh, the finer points of what happens to a body when it's donated to medical science. Like once a body is dead, like there's like you're you're dead, okay? Um... Yeah, I mean, like try not to blatantly disrespect the remains, but I mean, like. Hmm sorry i mean i'm just sorry yeah i i actually kind of have a a hang up with um the whole concept of we're gonna uh, cemetery cemeteries are just they seem pointless to me i understand some people you know culturally they just are so used to them being a thing um personally i think they're they take up a good bit of real estate and they're probably something we don't need anymore but nevertheless here we are Mm -hmm. So this is my opinion, and I can go on and on about it. It's not yeah, a, po- it's not a, it's not a very popular one. I know that. <laughs> you know what, though, in another hundred years, uh, people are gonna evolve to the point where they're just like, "Why do we keep these things in the ground when we can just pave that shit over and put a parking lot on it? Put all these people in the oven, crispy, 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 
Bada bing, bada done. Put a parking lot. Done. Done. But so, but I'm I'm talking like I know that sounds heartless, but that's that's like my vision for the next 150, 200 years. Like I don't feel that way now. Please, if you if you feel like you should be put in the ground or interred, I mean that is, you know, such a beautiful process. I guess. I mean, whatever. You know. Okay. But I I think in 150 years your investment of burial property is going to turn into somebody's freaking like living room like i just like i i think you'll be a foundation within the next century but i mean you know that's just me but to every each his own yeah just just put it on the record out there go ahead and you know fry me up and put me in the backyard or something because uh, Quite frankly, I don't want you to spend that insurance money that I've been paying into for all these years to buy a fucking rock with my name on it and to dig a hole. Yep. Yeah. So, I want to turn it into jewelry. What you, what you? I want. I want my. I want to be. I want to be cremated and have my ashes turned into. I can. I can see you being turned into a diamond encrusted cock ring. I wouldn't want to be a cock ring. A labia clip? Mm-hmm. Nah, it's too close. No, I'd I'd like to be a nipple ring, if I could be anything. All right, butt plug it is. No, oh, Raz, you're terrible to me. I am. Can I at least be put put the jewel on the pommel? Make sure it doesn't go in. Oh, that's what it is. You have the big jewel on the back end. Yeah, you know. Uh, okay. All right. All right. If you put Buck on display, I'm cool with it. <laughs> All right, folks, that that brings us to a close of this week's episode. Uh, we are going 66 weeks strong at this point. Uh, we're not showing signs of letting up. So if you could please like and subscribe um, and uh, give us a review on Apple, that'd be awesome. Uh, or, But most, most, most importantly, just tell a friend and uh, help us get the podcast out there. You have anything else, Buck? No, not a thing. Just hope everybody enjoys and uh, and look forward to seeing you again next week. No, we don't see them, but they see us. So we'll see you. <laughs> you can see us next week. Later, folks. Wait.